Welcome back to the Unstuck Movement. I am your host, Rob Z. This platform was created for you to break through those chains that have been holding you back in your life to create breakthrough for you and whatever it might be that you're going through to prove that you can get unstuck. And what I love to do is bring people on this platform who have gotten unstuck from difficult places in their lives, and they have taken that mess and made it a message they can share with you today. I'm very, very honored to have the amazing Francine Sinclair with us on the podcast. Now, Francine is a seasoned personal branding and social media ghostwriter known for her expertise in content creation, repurposing, and storytelling for social media. She collaborates with subject matter experts to refine their material and craft personal stories. Her recent focus is empowering Christian male executives over 50 to blend faith, with their professional LinkedIn profiles, aiming to inspire others and leave a meaningful legacy while furthering God's kingdom. I love that message. Francine, thank you so much for being a part of the Unstuck Movement. Thanks, Rob. Happy to be here. Yes. Great to have you here. Great to talk to you once again. And what I love to do at the start of these episodes is open up with a question because we know we ask better questions in our lives. We get better answers. The better the answers we get, the more breakthrough we get in our life. So I'm going to start this off with a question for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your thought on faith and business coexisting and can your faith and your business coexist? And how does that play into your story? It, it From my perspective, because I am a Christian, of course, faith could be any faith that you have, but I'm speaking from the Christian perspective. If you are a true Christian, you are really a Christian, then there is no way that you cannot have your faith as part of your business, especially if you are an entrepreneur like you and I, right? Because our personal brand is our brand. And if we are using our personhood as our brand, you cannot separate your faith from your business. So for sure, it is important. To me, it's not only possible, but it is essential. Yeah. And I, I shared this with you momentarily before we started, but this is something over the past couple of years, I feel God's really put on my heart. Like, how am I integrating my faith, my Christian beliefs into what I do in my business? So mm-hmm. when we were going to talk, I was so excited because this is something that's been on my heart for a while and something I've been integrating in as time goes on, kind of like taking baby steps of implementing this into my business. So, and I I find it to be interesting because you and I were sharing a little bit about this before we started. Also, it can be, uh, I don't know if the right word is intimidating or Mm -hmm. like, it's just, I'm not sure how to do it. I'm not sure how to tie these two worlds together. But when I coach people, one of the things I talk about is whenever somebody, if you're a small business, People, if they know about your business, they know you. And if they know you, they know about your business. Your personal and professional are are hard to disconnect Mm -hmm. in a world of small business, right? So people are going to know about you. So they should, you should be authentic in what you do. How did this happen for you? So was this something that you struggled with mixing your faith and business together? How did you make that happen? And what Mm -hmm. has happened since you've done that? 
I struggled a lot because I am new Christian. I became a Christian in 2020. Um, and the, and the reason, and the way I became a Christian was pretty unconventional. Um, I'm in the world of social media because that's what I do. And I happened to come across personal stories of people of influence who I can't remember who they were, maybe one or two people. I started seeing maybe their personal testimonies Hmm. about how God has worked in their life. And it got me to thinking, um, well, I rejected it at first. Um, But then as time went on, it's, it just started to grow. It was like a seed that was planted that started to grow. And that's what eventually um, had me convert into true Christianity. Now I come from a Catholic background. I left the Catholic church before I was, by the time I was 18. And although I thought I was a Christian all these years, I really wasn't. So when I came to Christ, it was on my own by myself in this office. it wasn't at church. Nobody directly came to me to talk to me. In fact, I didn't have any mentors, nothing. And I feel like a lot of people out there, especially because in the past two and a half years, 165 million people have gone onto the online space to do business onto the marketplace. So a lot of people are online. And so where is it that we Christians should be sharing our testimony and Mm. spreading the gospel. Mm, Chances are not at church because you're really not going to pull people into church to convert them. Right. And so (laughs) through our businesses and through our presence online is the way in which um, we can bring people to Christ. That's how it happened to me. So I know it works. And that is what my purpose is now to helping other people do that. Oh man, I love that. And it's so true. And I I shared this with you before we started also that like I had taken some time off of, I've taken multiple periods of time off of social media to pull back because I felt like I was making it all about me in the sense that like, if I was getting a great reaction, it was about me. If I wasn't getting a great reaction, it was about me. Everything was just about me and not about God and not about other people and like helping them and serving them. Because if we're going to be Christians on social media, we should be serving people. Mm-hmm, and helping mm-hmm. them yeah. and spreading the gospel, right? That's, I mean, it's so true. And, and it's interesting. And I'm curious about your perspective on this too, because for me in my personal life, I'm pretty comfortable talking about my faith. I'm not shy about it. I don't shy away from it. When it came to social media, it's almost because like I can't see the person I'm directly talking to, right? If I'm talking one-on-one or to a couple of people, no problem at all. But when I'm when I'm disconnected, and I can't see this. And, and it's probably the enemy coming into my head, uh-huh. this judgment of like, oh, who's judging me out there? Nobody. I can't see who's looking at my posts. They're judging me or whatever right. it might be. Although I've never gotten negative feedback about any of it. It's like in my head. So in your head, right. um, what what is what is your what is your thought on that? Uh, what mm-hmm. I have a couple questions about a couple of different things that you said. I wrote down some mm-hmm. stuff, but I also I just want to ask the question of. Mm-hmm. Do you find it's easier for you in your day-to-day personal life than it is online? How does it change when you go online and how did you Mm -hmm. kind of combat that? Well, that's the fear that many people have. Like in my research and in my conversations, most people just really have a fear of um, 
in the business environment, right? On the marketplace, whether it's online, wherever is talking about their faith, because we've always been told that's the premise of my podcast, that we shouldn't mix faith and business. We shouldn't mix religion and business. They say religion, I say faith, um, because religion is something or faith is something that is personal. So you should leave that at home. We've been told this forever. And you shouldn't bring your faith onto to business into the business world because there are people of other faiths that may be offended. Um, you know, it doesn't look professional. You may look crazy like a Jesus freak. You may even seem less intelligent, hmm. right? And that is the biggest fear. And the way that I overcame that fear, because it took me two years to overcome that fear. Two and a half years it took me. Okay. That's how terrified I was. Um, and it, I came to the point where I realized I'm denying Jesus because I care more about what people think. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm denying Jesus because I am afraid of man. And I made the decision that the only opinion that truly matters is that of Jesus Christ. So if that's going to cause me likes, unfollows, business, so be it, right? Because I will never um, shy away from spreading my light or spreading Jesus' light uh, because I'm afraid of man. Now, the problem is that so many people are so concerned about how to do it because Most of us Christians think that spreading the gospel means we need to drag somebody to church or we need to (laughs) tell them all these Bible verses or we need to say, if you don't convert, you're going to go to hell or even worse, stand on a street corner with a sign, Mm. right? That's the idea that people have about what it takes to spread the gospel. But let me tell you, if you think about how I came to Christ, none of that happened, did it? Um, we can spread the gospel. And I'm trying to remember what verse is. Mark 15, oh, 16, 15, that spreads, that says that Jesus told us to spread the good news or the gospel to every creature. We can do that by telling our personal stories, using our personal testimony on social media, but saying it, telling our stories in the first person, because nobody can invalidate your experience. Nobody will feel like you are judging them because Mm. you're talking about yourself, right? Like when I want to talk about Bible illiteracy, I don't say everybody's Bible illiterate. No, I say, I have been so biblically illiterate, Um, you know, and this is so that people can say, "Mm, that's me, but nobody knows, you know, I'm not calling anybody out. Yeah. So I think that the best way to, incorporate your faith into your business what is by sharing your personal stories and your testimony of how Christ has worked in your life from the per- first person of course there are other ways but and that's the my preferred method well amen to that because yeah and that's that's really important i think to hear too because <clears throat> nobody nobody's ever been converted by somebody being preachy I mean, maybe right. somebody has somewhere along the line, right? But it doesn't. No, work a lot of people. them have. We got a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody being preaching, kind of thumping, Bible thumping you does not usually work. But you sharing your own personal story doesn't offend, and that's what that's what God calls us to do, right? It's in the Bible. That's you just you just quoted it, right? So your testimony 
uh, is the most authentic way for you to share your faith. And mm-hmm. it's also the least offensive way because it's, well, hey, this is my, this is what happened to me. Whether exactly. you agree with it or not, this is what happened to me. And I'm going to tell my story about that. So that's really good. It's really, uh, really good. And planting seeds is something that, you know, we have an opportunity to do every day, all day in the way we act, the way we speak, the way we interact with the world, right? So, and planting seeds could be simply stating something about your faith and not mm-hmm. pushing anything on anybody, but that seed, right. whether somebody receives it or not, you've planted that seed. Somebody right. else is going to come along. They might water that seed, right? Somebody. So, that's Those really, who, really there are good. people who are ready, who are curious, who are open. Many people, they'll see it and they'll totally just keep moving on, but you don't know who's out there scrolling because most people are really scrolling social media in my opinion in these days they're really looking for hope even if they don't know that that's what they're looking for mm-hmm. and so if you post something that suddenly just hits at the right time um you know you never know what's going to happen and you may never know until yeah. you get to heaven that you actually were the part of the the vehicle or the vessel that the holy spirit used to touch this person and kind of, you know, set them into that motion. That's what happened to me. I can't tell you who it was. Don't know. And they don't know me, but what they did was what the Holy Spirit used. It's so important to remember. It's so important to remember that you you never know who you're impacting, right? So when, when you're led by fear, then you get led astray because you think like, oh man, what I'm doing here is not the right thing, or I'm not going to say it right. I'm not going to do it right. But you never know when you're when you, when you know you're saying something from the heart that is uh, to help lead people to Jesus, and you are putting that out there for the world to see. You can't go wrong with that, and God's smiling on you for God's it. smiling, and you will get haters. I'm not going to say, although you know my style, at least on Facebook, is a little bit blunt. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican <laughs> after all. <laughs> um, you know, not on my personal stories, but like my little one-liner yeah. things, um, and it may kind of like feel rough to unbelievers some of the things i say um convictions but, convictions a real thing we need to be yeah convicted. the truth is a truth i mean the truth will be offensive the only thing yeah. that you can do is is say it in the most loving way that you can but you have to know that it will offend people and when that happens you have to pull on that you like stop yourself and think about how would Christ react to this or respond or maybe not respond at all. You know, you don't always have to respond. And so it's a process. You're going to fall flat on your face. Sometimes I have, and you pick yourself back up. I got actually scolded by a fellow Christian for responding not so nicely to somebody who was asking me a very malicious and um, ill-intended question. Clearly the person had a problem with, with what I was saying with Christianity and everything else, but you have to know that it's a process and you're not going to be perfect from day one. So, but we, we have to do it regardless. Well, you said that you overcame that you were talking about overcoming that fear and, uh, you know, overcoming that, it's awesome. Congratulations to you that you Thank overcame you. it, right? Because it took a long time. I hope yeah. it doesn't take a long time for everybody. <laughs> but you kept pushing. See, that's the thing is you it, it stayed on your mind. God kept it on your heart. And you so you had this is how I feel too. 
I'm sure you felt the same way. Like I didn't have a choice. I had to keep pushing until I broke through it. Yeah. And yeah. I think uh, oftentimes that pressure can be too much and people might just uh, back off or give into it. Right. Oh yeah. Keep I their lost faith business. In themselves or keep their faith inside of their church, whatever that might yeah. be instead of bringing it out into the marketplace. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. There's a great book too. I think this, uh, and I mentioned it before we started also, uh, Spirit Driven Success by Danny Johnson. Great mm -hmm. book about this. It's about bringing our faith into the marketplace. Yes, that's, that's where people need to be reached. People aren't like you said, they're not going to most people aren't going to who aren't Christians aren't going to just walk into a church for no reason. We need to bring it to them. We're not supposed to keep it. We're supposed to be a lamp, right? We're not keeping this thing under a blanket. We got to take it out and, and take it into the world. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about a question that you mentioned earlier on. You said that you thought you were a Christian, but you found out that you weren't a Christian. What did you mean by that? Well, I thought I was a Christian because I had been baptized when I was a baby. I believed that Jesus Christ existed and died on the cross. Um, I left the Catholic church when I was 18. Um, but now looking in hindsight, I really wasn't a Christian because I never actually made a conscious, conscious decision to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I was just going to church because that's what my family took me, you know, do to go, you know, and do these rituals and things like that. I prayed the rosary and, and all of that. I actually prayed more than Mary to Mary when I was in, you know, when I was growing up then, mm -hmm. um, I don't think I ever prayed to Jesus. I always prayed to Mary. It's an interesting um, thing about the Catholic faith. There's lots of prayers to Mary. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And now that as I, but another thing I never did was read the Bible. <laughs> you know, I never read the Bible. And so you can't be a Christian truly if you're not in the word mm -hmm. and you're not working on creating a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And none of those things, although I was young, um, None of those things happened, uh, you know, either when I was in the Catholic church or when I left, but I thought that the only requirement to be a, to being a Christian was that you thought Jesus Christ existed. Mm. Yeah. There's different levels to this thing, right? Yeah. Different <laughs> levels. And I think that a lot of people, it's not that they don't want to be Christians. It's that they don't know. Yeah. And I realized that Part of the reason why I didn't know anything about anything was because I was biblically illiterate. Mm. Yeah, that's really, really good. And, and uh, <clears throat> for me, too, uh, biblically illiterate was the best way to put it. Really trying. I was trying for a while to read the Bible kind of just by myself and it wasn't working. I was I wasn't getting anywhere. So I, I asked God to help me and led me to, you know, my church and to a men's group and to 
to to people that could speak into my life and teach me, which is what I really needed is like the understanding and guidance from people who have been on this walk for decades to help me understand the the word better and yes. also to understand what does it mean to have a personal relationship? How do I actually develop the personal relationship? Spending time alone with God, having conversation and yes, having consistently, yeah. consistently and reading the word consistently. And you don't know those things unless somebody tells you. And yeah. if, if you happen to be one of those people who came to Christ because you decided to on your own, but you don't have anybody to mentor you, isn't it great if you could um, reach out to the people who you've been seeing that are posting content out there and say, hey, I've I've had that happen to me. Somebody saw something I posted, like, where can I find a Bible study? Um, what would you recommend? So I think that that is my ministry for sure, um, using social media um, to spread the gospel. And as I bring help somehow contribute to bring people to Christ, um, help them with what are the next steps because they don't know the steps. It, it took me two years to figure out, I need to be praying every day and reading the Bible. I didn't know that. <laughs> and then when <laughs> I started doing that, that's when I actually started to build that relationship where it got to the point that the Holy Spirit guided me to start the podcast called The Influential Christian Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Never wanted to do a podcast in my life. Holy Spirit put this so strongly on me, gave me the name, the concept about mixing faith and business. Then I said, okay, I'll do that. Then I was told, you're not going to work with people in the new age anymore. So I got rid of everybody I was working with. I thought I was crazy. Um, and But you have to have faith, right? Then I was told, you're going to work with men, Christian men who are business leaders over 50. I'm like, I don't even know anybody that fits that description. It's like, very specific. Very specific. And yeah. I thought I was making it up. So for two months, I resisted that for mm. two months. I went to vacation in July, went to France. And the day I came back and I kept on saying, no, I don't know. I, that makes no sense to me. I kept thinking I was making it up. And the day I came back from vacation um, from France, the day I came back, I ate up plum that was a hybrid plum somehow a poison fruit for me apparently and i had a uh, anaphylactic allergic reaction and passed out almost died ended up in the hospital mm. um and i think i said god i think i get the message <laughs> he's told me to do this and i refused to do it um and even though i didn't understand what why um slowly the, the picture has started to reveal itself to me, you know? Yeah. And so we just have to have faith and, 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 and be obedient and eventually um, things will become clear. So speaking of this new venture of yours, empowering Christian male executives over 50 to blend faith with their LinkedIn profiles. If, if somebody's watching this or listening to this right now and they fit that mold or maybe they're, uh, you know, younger than 50 or maybe they're female. Right. <laughs> but anybody who's like struggling in that that place of like, I know that I'm putting myself out there on social media for my business and, you know, to 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 bring more money or success to myself. 
but I'm leaving my faith out of it. What advice do you give them? And you don't have to go into your program. You don't have to give away the trade secrets, right? But give us something that would help people start on that journey. What do you recommend people do to like get themselves that breakthrough, to get them unstuck from that place? So if we're speaking specifically about that ideal client, um, so for everyone in general, I would say the ideal way of getting unstuck in that place of navigating the intersection between faith and business is most definitely using your personal brand to, to not just talk about business and your expertise, but also to add the other dimension, which a lot of people forget is you as a person, your personal stories and your testimony. Um, you know, when you have a business, like the people that I'm talking who are usually CEOs, um, they already have a business. And so you have your brand, your business, which has its own brand. Mm -hmm. And they may um been able to create uh, an environment in their business uh, and make it explicit that it is a Christian company and they may have chaplains, they may have um, initiatives to help charities, but that is within their business. You know, they're 50, 100, 500 employees. But what if, let's just say the CEO's name is Robert. <laughs> Robert has a business and he is somehow helping his employees. Um, but what if he uses his personal brand as Robert, the person, right? On his personal LinkedIn profile. And Robert happens to be the CEO of XYZ company, but he's also Robert. So now he frees himself up to not just talk about you know, he, how he's really good at what he does and the success that he's had, uh, but he can leverage his influence to talk about his personal testimony, how Christ has worked in his life and put that out there in a way that is natural, authentic, and that creates piques people's curiosity. You know, people in the secular world love a successful story. So if they see Robert out there, who's this big shot that owns this company, and yet he's out here talking about not just what he's achieved in business, but how God has been part of that, then suddenly you're going to be like, hmm, well, this guy's not crazy because clearly he's he's made it. Um, so let me look in, more into this. And the best way to engage is through stories for sure. So that's that's my two cents. I say, use your personal stories. The problem is the type of person that I cater to will never sit down and actually have time to do this for himself. So that's where I come in. <laughs> when that comes from your personal branding, ghostwriting background to help them yeah, walk absolutely. through that process. Oh, Correct. yeah. Really good. Now I'm getting a full picture of of, of how you're helping and, and how you're doing that. That's really, really good. And also... It's very important. I mean, I'm I'm sure you know this. I, I know this for sure. We should all have mentors, coaches, maybe a counselor, therapist, whatever, whoever you have in your life that is encouraging you and pushing you, right? Mm -hmm. Accountability partners, whatever you want uh, to, whatever, whatever field you feel like you need somebody, but you need somebody in your life who's going to urge you to do the things that you know you should be doing, but you're not doing them. So they they push you and they hold you accountable to that. Uh, and it, yeah, of course we leave, uh, God is an accountability partner all the time. If you have a relationship with him and, you know, Jesus works in your life, then you are encouraged and motivated by him, but also have a physical person in your life, have that physical mm -hmm. person that is like, Hey, 
you told me you were going to do this. Yeah. Now let's do it. Let's make it let's really it. happen. So I think yeah. Francine that that I don't think I know for a fact that that is really powerful for a lot of people. And I just I love the concept. I'm really glad we had this conversation because this is something that's something that I've been working through for a couple of years, like you have also. So it's really cool to hear that you're actually taking this and making this a mission that you have for other people. I think that's super powerful. And I want to ask that question to anybody who's watching or listening right now. How can you make your faith and your business coexist? How do you bring those two worlds together? What What are you going to do today? What's a step you could take today to make that happen, to start to find that breakthrough and to get unstuck? Because without action, you might as well forget it. God might give us, plant a seed in our heart for something, but if we don't take action on it, it's never, it's got to be a, it's it's a collaboration with God, right? We can't just sit back and expect amazing things to happen. We have to be co-creators in that happening. Yeah. Uh, so I want to encourage anybody watching this today. My prayer for anybody watching this today is just for you to step outside of yourself, to ask God what it is that you could be doing and to uh, ask for his, so I, I pray for empowerment. I pray for courage. I pray for boldness and bravery and conviction to step outside of your comfort zone. Think less of what the world thinks and think more of what God thinks of you and take that yes. first step today and ask God, what does that look like? So I pray that uh, blessing over anybody who's watching or listening in Jesus name. Amen. Yes. Amen. And you don't have to know, you don't have to feel bad if you are like, you don't know a lot about the Bible. You can't quote, I'm out here talking about this and I can barely quote three Verses by right. heart. Like I, I literally get lost. I just bought some tabs for my Bible because I spend 10 minutes trying to find a verse. Like I can't find them. So <laughs> I just say that to say that you don't have to feel that you have to be perfect. Just know that God said in his word that there are a there the harvest. I don't know what verse that is, by the way. The harvest, there's a big harvest, but there are a few workers. Mm. And so we need as many people as possible to be out there spreading the gospel. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's God. Yeah. God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he knows our intention, right? And, mm-hmm. and the intention is everything. So but to finish this off, what would you want to leave the audience with anything you haven't included already? And how can they get a hold of you if they want to talk to you more about this? I would say to make it a point to read your Bible for five to 10 minutes every day. It's been, I I read an article about, there was proven that anyone who reads the Bible at least four times a week, there's a reduction in anxiety and stress. Um, But not only that, you will start to see breakthroughs the more you are in the word and the more you are praying because you will start to develop that, um, I wanna call it a muscle that Mm -hmm. will allow you to discern when God is telling you something, which rarely is something that you can hear with the ears. So how to discern when the Holy Spirit is pushing you in a certain way, that is important. It's hard to get started, but make it a habit for sure. Um, If you want to reach me, you can find me on LinkedIn, Francine Sinclair, or my email is hello at FrancineSinclair.com. I'm also very active on Facebook. And uh, my website is FrancineSinclair.com. Amazing. Francine, thank you so much for being a part of the Unstuck Movement and sharing your story. Thank you so much. Nice being here.